Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Rachel Shelley and a very happy new year to all divas everywhere from Pod Diva. Marika Hackman is an English singer-songwriter who creates, in her own words, super queer records. They're full of dreamy vocals, offbeat lyrics and surprising videos. Known for one of my favourite tracks called My Lover Cindy, Marika's new album, Big Sigh, is out later this month. In this interview, Marika talks to Diva magazine's Ella Gorsi about her creative process, her identity and musical evolution. And when you finish listening to this podcast, have a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive. We've over 100 original interviews. One of them is from Marika's muse and partner, art school girlfriend, from April last year. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine and hear more about all things LGBTQIA+. Pod Diva. Welcome back to Pod Diva. In today's episode, we're talking to singer-songwriter Marika Hackman about her new album, Big Sigh. So, it's been four years since your last album. What was it like producing Big Sigh? It's crazy. I think the anticipatory anxiety was real because you kind of feel like really out of practice with it and like outside of that cycle that you just end up kind of being on for like, you know, 10 years or whatever. But... It's also a bit like riding a bike. Like as soon as I had like released music back into the world, it just, it felt like I had never not done that. And I was just kind of back into it and realizing all all the reasons why I love, I love making music. Now, No Caffeine has been stuck in my head all week. What inspired that song? It was a kind of a really tricky one. Um, it's like the hardest, it's definitely the hardest record um, that I've, I've, I've found to make. Like I found the writing part of it really, really hard. I think it was just that thing of like the world like grinding to a halt and being pulled out of like, like I was just saying, kind of being pulled out of that career cycle that you get into such a nice rhythm and routine with it. And I kind of made this decision. I was like, well, everything's going to shit. Like I will, I'll just have a break. It's really stressful right now. Like I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere with my parents. I'll just treat myself to some, some downtime, you know, whilst the world's is falling apart because I hadn't done that for like nine years and with hindsight that was like a really stupid idea because I it kind of froze up the the well of like creative inspiration which is like when you're when you come off the back of like writing and making a record like that is when I actually feel my most creative but it's also the most likely time that I will give myself a time out and then you actually just kind of stop the flow and I found it really really difficult with that in mind and then also the fact that there was a kind of quite a big like lack of inspiration um I didn't want to make like a record 
about the pandemic like no one wants to do that and but I also hadn't really been doing anything for a while um so you, I had to kind of like dig very deep to find inspiration sort of lyrically so just yeah it took a it took a long time to write your songs have been praised for their unapologetic exploration of queer love how did queerness inspire Big Sigh? Well, I think what's interesting with this one, because I think all of my records are like that, just by virtue of who I am um, as an out and proud lesbian. It's kind of like that's there. Like I sing so much about romance, about relationships, about like crushes, you know, it's like and, and sex. It, it like So that's obviously a huge part of that for me because that's a big part of my life but this one to me feels more like um a more like grown-up version of how I was singing about it on my first album which is also interesting because my first album like I wasn't necessarily I wasn't like in the closet but I wasn't like out as an artist I wasn't wearing it on my sleeve quite so much um as I did then when I came back with a second record and I feel like this one it's kind of just delving into like emotions rather than maybe being quite so um like on the nose in like a in a positive way but like it's more just about me as a person and therefore as a queer person, as opposed to like the last record, which was like a complete celebration of like gay sex um, and like lust and that single life. And then the kind of the one before that, that was a kind of just a real like stepping into that confident out persona that I had kind of wanted to for so long. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a quieter a quieter version of that and um, a little more subtle, but they're all still sort of like romantic breakup songs or kind of like reflections of the world. And I think, you know, that's that's always going to be rooted um, in, in who I am as a person. Could you tell me a bit about your own coming out? So that was quite late when I was like 19. Um, and it wasn't like um, I was never scared that I was going to be like, you know, subject to some like awful stuff that other people have to go through like I knew my parents would never like kick me out and I knew that my friends would never never like want to stop being my friend or judge me for that but I also think kids and teenagers are psychopaths (laughs) and like I feel like I, I didn't want my school life to be dictated by my sexuality and for that to basically become like a tag so I think that was part of my reasoning for just kind of like muddling on through I was at the same school for like 12 years as well so it was like quite high stakes and it was actually when I went to Brighton to do my art foundation of course it was Brighton and I was like I met all these new people and it was like a clear I was I didn't go to Brighton with like anyone from my school it was a completely clean slate like that, like there was no backstory that had to change. I could just present myself exactly how I, who I was, and how I wanted to, and that was how they would would have to take it because they didn't already know me. So that was like really, really liberating. But you know, I think I have, I have regrets in the sense that like nineteen is late, and like I was always harboring some deep seated crush on another girl like throughout my entire sort of like teenage like school life, the old queer longing. But it's like I think the problem with that is. I think it can slightly shape how you approach relationships later on because you get very settled into the safety of something that you feel is never going to happen, which is actually quite like can be quite damaging. And then when kind of reality starts to hit in different, you know, at different points in your life in different relationships, it can become something that's like suddenly feels very intimidating and dangerous um, because you're used to basically experiencing love in a private sort of forbidden way. So I kind of have regrets that I wasn't able to A, like act on any of those crushes because also absolute fucking classic having left school, like 95% of people I had a crush on have now come out. Um, So that feels like a real shame, but also that like I maybe didn't get to kind of navigate that messy teenage 
relationship stage, which like all my other friends were doing. When you were having these crushes, who were some of your go-to musicians to cry to? <laughs> I don't, oh, I fool crying, crying to music. I feel like that came like latterly. I mean, I was very happy with these crushes in a way. Like they didn't make me, I would never get like upset until inevitably, you know, the girl in the year above would leave the school and then I'd be devastated until the month later I'd found a new one. But I think like later on, I mean, Bon Iver, the like self-titled record, that was a real kicker for me. That would hit like pretty hard. And yeah, I, I mean, obviously it's just such a beautiful album. It really encapsulates that feeling. I think that kind of like yearning lost sense. But I know that came out like a little bit later. I mean, earlier than that, I think like Laura Veer's July Flame, that record had a lot of kind of queer longing. The Shins, you know, I, I would listen. It was more like less crying, more like picturing, picturing us together. <laughs> Pod Diva. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Pot Diva. 
When you were growing up, did you have many queer icons in musical TV? You know what? There wasn't really, well, I wasn't aware of anything really on around that time. So I wasn't, I mean, we had, there was, there was the, the lesbians in Skins. So that was that one plot line that stuck in my mind. And there was that TV program called Sugar Rush that came out. Yeah. So there was that. I just, there was like, there was, it was, I mean, slim, slim pickings. Obviously later on, I discovered the L word when I was like 18 and then what? watched all of that and then watched like lip service which is obviously like the hilarious uk version but yeah i mean that's kind of all there was what would you say to your younger self if you could speak to her now oh my god i i mean it sounds it's such a cop-out answer i would probably just step back and not say anything at all because i think like i i feel really lucky with the career that i've had like i've enjoyed it so much and I've had a really wonderful time with the people that I've worked with and the journey I've taken. And it's been really hard. There's been really hard moments, but getting through those and making like very big decisions and having to enact that has been a really like great growth experience for me as a musician and just a person. So I kind of feel like I wouldn't want to say anything because I would just quite like to be sat here exactly where I am now talking to you about the latest record I've made and kind of be like, that's all what got me here. Um, which yeah, it's a bit of a cop out, but I don't really know what I would what I would say to her. Oh, that's so lovely. What have been some of your pinch me moments? I mean, there's just, there's a lot. There's just stuff like, I mean, the first time you get played on the radio is like a crazy time and you just, it feels really surreal. It's also like you think, oh my God, I've made it now. Pinch me moments, like, I mean, playing shows with Alt-J in on huge, huge stages, like across Europe and the UK, that, that's that been, I mean, when you, whenever you go out and stand on a stage and there's thousands of people, it, it's always surreal and amazing. Playing Glastonbury is always a bit of a pinch me. I still kind of just like pinch me, still being able to because it's been like 11 years now is a long time <laughs> and uh, it's really nice that I'm still able to do it and I'm still enjoying it and I'm still supported so that I can do it by like labels and publishing and stuff like that so that's a kind of never-ending pinch me moment and hopefully well hopefully never-ending. You're dating diva fave art school girlfriend aka Polly have you found a queer community within the music industry? Oh, yeah. I mean, then that's kind of been like right from day dot, really. I feel like we all just gravitate towards each other. It's like the big gay radar. Gayda. I mean, actually, that's a completely different thing. I did not just come up with that, lol. But yeah, no, I have. I've got, you know, obviously, so yeah, Polly, art school girlfriend. And then the Japanese house, also my ex, lol. Um, and so like our girl slash like the big moon, that whole crew. Like, yeah, there's a whole little gang of us. And then, you know, people that work like kind of in music as well like behind more behind the scenes which is great I mean because it's just that little community isn't it that you kind of create for yourself and like all being musicians as well so you, you kind of really understand like you know you're kind of talking about stuff like shit like the like just like the feelings of like when you finish a tour which are like very very unique it's a very unique feeling when you come off a tour um it's nice to be around a bunch of people that like all kind of really get that and then obviously like you know, we all share experiences within ourselves as our sexualities, which is also always fun because it's just gossip. How did you and Polly meet? We did a DJ set for Anna Calvi. So not together. So she, uh, like we were both we were both kind of like doing a support DJ set for her separately. Um, so we met that evening and then but that's not when we got together and then it was like kind of like a year later that we ended. It was like just before the pandemic because we actually had been together for two months 
and then had to go down to my parents' house for 10 weeks together, <laughs> which was quite intense. But yeah, so that was like quite a, like a long old journey. But I love that that's how we met. I think it's really cute. I hope that Anna Calvi listens to this and knows knows what she did. Coming back to Big Sigh, what do you hope people take from this album? Well, I think like with most of my music, I hope that it gives a sense of like a universal feeling of like humanity. I think it's something that's really important for us all to remember, like especially in times like now and forever that, you know, being a human, like we all we are all capable of like feeling things um and they can be difficult things they can be joyous things like we are capable of like such a huge rainbow of emotion and it's a lovely thing and it's a scary thing and we're all in it together and I think it's kind of when you're writing personal music and putting it out there I think that's what you hope is like this idea of like a connection like a unifying connection based on like the common experience so that's always like my aim in terms of sort of like emotional impact um and then I also just hope that I've created something that is like sonically beautiful and that is cinematic and, and and takes people into a world. I want people to kind of get lost in this record and, and really sort of commit to the world <laughs> as soon as they get sucked in with that beginning song. Um, it's definitely the kind of album that I feel like needs to be listened to like in full. And I don't say that about all of my records. Do you think it's one of those albums where you have to listen to them on a really long walk? I feel like a walk would be good. And I think a walk would work either in the countryside or like in the middle of a city like it would it would lend itself to both of those in fact I've done both with it and it does so yeah it's definitely like a kind of or like a kind of even just that you know when you have one of those days where you kind of you do a lot of like staring at the wall those kind of days like one of those days that maybe you'd be like okay I won't stare at the wall like I'll put my big headphones on and I'll just like lie on the sofa and I'll look at the wall but I'll be listening to this music I feel like it's maybe one of those as well (laughs) now this is a silly question but I can't help it did you have a big sigh when you finished the album? I mean, yeah, probably the biggest sigh. There was a lot of big sighs throughout the making of it as well. That's why I called it. Because I've got a dog and much in the same way that there's lots of memes and jokes about how every time a dog stretches and you go, oh, big stretch, big stretch. And everyone always says it. Dogs also sigh a lot. So me and Polly both always say like, oh, big sigh when the dog does a sigh. And then Polly then started saying it to me. And then in the studio, I would start saying it to Sam and he because he'd be working on something. He does big sigh. And it kind of like it felt just like a really common phrase. It just around the whole making of the record. And then when I was thinking about what to call it, like, it does feel it does feel like that um it's it's that big like release it's a kind of it's like a letting go and it's kind of yeah especially after how long it took to make it all it's just like this big like ah, out into the world get it out you know so yeah i had a very big sigh many many big sighs pod diva thank you for listening to pod diva in association with diva magazine the world's leading brand for lgbtqia+ women and non-binary people Every fortnight, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.